Hello, and welcome back to Bad Pilots, the podcast where we watch really shitty TV shows and then just kind of shoot the shit and talk about them for a little while. This is a special crossover episode of sorts, <laughs> since our two guests are the hosts of another podcast called Catch Up. That's Catch Up, not Catch Up like the condiment, but Catch Up more like Pokemon, gotta catch them all type vibe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a show about hip-hop, where it's been, where it is, and where it's going. It's super fun. They're super fun to listen to. Definitely check them out, guys. It's wherever you get your uh, your podcasts. They are also the creators of Boosie Fade, a local Toronto event series and online community. Please welcome James Rathbone and Jordan Sawanmi. What up? Woo! Happy to be here. Thank yeah. you for having us on Bad Pilots. Oh, thank you so much for being here, guys. Aiden, sorry, I kind of I realized I kind of skipped over your regular intro, but Aiden is here, of course, as always. Dan, you know what? This is a special occasion. I'm happy to be fourth in the the tier here, so <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> didn't didn't mean to to uh, yeah. No, this last, is a tiered but... system, and I'm last. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So today's episode is an ABC comedy called The Mayor. I'm going to be completely honest. This was a pick that sort of came out of the blue. I knew that I wanted to have you guys on the show. And because your podcast is all about hip hop, I wanted us to talk about a series that sort of lived at that intersection of bad TV and hip hop. The thing is, when you Google hip hop TV shows, all the results you get are are for like pretty decent shows like hip-hop evolution or like power or like whatever and you're Mm -hmm. just like okay sure i didn't think we could really talk about any of those for this show at least so i kept digging and that's how i I came across this show called the mayor which i'd never heard of 2017 like not even that long ago um but this totally came and went it was on abc for all of nine episodes they made 13 but it performed so poorly that they yanked it before it, it finished and then the remaining four aired on hulu but yeah i don't know what'd you guys think of this just any like first impressions or i i had heard of this show oh uh, okay yes because the lead actor brandon michael hall was on another show that i really liked called search party mm. mm-hmm. yeah so i kind of like followed his career a bit from that show so i knew about this show and i remember reading the description and i, and I was like there's no way this show's gonna work. Like it's just, there's just yeah. no there's no America there's no universe that we could live in that this show would ever be successful. Yeah, well, and so you know you talk about the premise for those of you listening who aren't aware of this show. It follows a character named Courtney Rose, played by his name is Brandon Michael Hall, right? Yes, he's great. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. So, yeah, it follows Brandon Michael Hall playing this character, Courtney Rose, who is a struggling hip-hop artist who runs for mayor of his California hometown, Fort Gray, in order to promote his music career. The real trouble begins when, unexpectedly, wah-wah, he wins the election. And so suddenly he's got to kind of scramble to get shit done and sort of live up to all of his promises and stuff. This struggling rapper just raised the roof on City Hall. Courtney Rose is our winner for mayor of Fort Gray. You the mayor. This has to be a mistake. The media is never wrong. You rap because you critique the status quo. Maybe now you could change it. Why did the city vote for me? Because they're sick and tired of hearing what phonies intend to do. Oh, did y'all feel that? Wow. The Mayor premieres Tuesday, October 3rd on ABC. I I do agree. I think it's a a really cool, intriguing premise. It's certainly a good setup for, uh, you know, like a fish out of water comedy. Like all of a sudden this character who is totally ill-equipped to be mayor is sort of thrust into the limelight or whatever. I think its biggest failing is just that it's like, A, not funny enough, like for a comedy and B, like really earnest, like almost like painfully corny at times. I don't know. What did you think, uh, James and Aiden? Uh, I felt like they put Chance the Rapper up 15 times on the mood board and said, let's make this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, what if Chance the Rapper was like elected and he'd have like a lobotomy? Because I think Chance is probably smarter than the character <laughs> on the show. You know, to a city smaller than Chicago and where mayoral duties are somehow less significant, but... 
yeah. <laughs> it was like who, who i realized that they were like let's make this about a rapper but then the, they were like does anyone know what rappers are like uh yeah. <laughs> you heard of chance yeah. the rapper he's a rapper yeah, exactly. i just looked this up chance the rapper let's get into this let's see and then, then they went from there you know so uh, guys oh i'm God. i'm gonna come out and unpopular opinion here i kind of like this show i'm not gonna lie i don't know <laughs> okay. if it's because i've been in quarantine for a year and everything is gloomy and depressing but i was like there are a couple like i had a couple laughs during this show i will say yeah the aesthetic and the whole the whole vibe of of the lead of, of courtney is definitely of a bygone era like i felt like i made a note where he it, honestly, if you told me this is like Chitty Bang or somebody from like 2009, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, for sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but there were like a couple jokes that I made or a couple jokes that I made note of off the top. Like, first of all, they got right into the whole mayor plotline. Like it didn't you didn't wait like half of the pilot to get into him being elected. Like they kind of just jumped right into it. But the first joke I made a note of. And again, this is very on the nose, but you have to remember the context. that It was probably just after Trump was elected. Uh, mm-hmm. The line where they said, basically, this is when when Courtney is in, in the midst of his um, of his campaign. Uh, one of his friends is like, "Voters won't fall for a fraud, not in America." And I was like, "Okay, this is kind of like a funny like little <laughs> nod to the the yeah. current times." But overall, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. There there was another really funny joke where he's doing an interview. They're like, I forget I forget what he's if he's like talking about his credentials. He's like, but. He's like, yeah, all you have to do is like pay the, the entrance fee and not be conflicted of a, of a felony. Yeah. And my case is until next year. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will also say that the, the one of the supporting characters was consistently funny. It was played by the actor Marcel Spears. He's TK Clifton. He's like, he's like the, he's not even the, the main friend. He's the secondary friend. Yeah. He was like dynamite in everything. He was super yeah. funny. The level of comedy that he was displaying was like of a different show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that. Um, uh, David Spade was also excellent. And even like, even like, I think it's like uh, Yvette Nicole Brown that's mm-hmm. also in it. She's yeah. great from Community. She's Fantastic. great. But this is, this, my issue was even with Brandon Michael Hall, like it, 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 James is right. It's very chance the rapper. But like when I was watching Brandon Michael Hall, I'm like, there's this rapper being from like Northern California or wherever he's supposed <laughs> to rap. I'm like, it just, there's no way this guy's a fucking rapper from Northern California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't, I also understand this is on network TV. So the audience is like not people who actually maybe know what that kind of rapper would look like. It's mm-hmm. for, it's like, how would you convey what that rapper looks like? Mm-hmm. That's palatable to, to like the audience that's like that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. But it was, it still was just like made the show seem extra ridiculous to me. That probably has something to do with how this show came to be in the first place. So. It was created by and written by this guy, Jeremy Bronson, who's like a white dude in his 40s. Oh. And his agent <laughs> approached David Diggs, who is a fantastic actor who was in Hamilton, but in a, also a great movie called Blindspotting. And uh, he's in a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's a comedic actor, but also dramatic. And he can he is like also legitimately a really good rapper with like, uh, you know, he's got like a crew and stuff. Anyway. Clipping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so he was approached to potentially EP this series alongside Jeremy Bronson and have some creative input, which he jumped at because he was really sick of performing Hamilton. He just performed it like every day for two years, apparently. And he was just like, I don't want to be in a show. I don't want to act for a little while. I want to kind of take a little bit of a break. And so his agent was like, do you want to be an executive producer? And he was like, what does that mean? And he was like, good news is, like, no one knows. So <laughs> just, oh, if you want to do it, then sure. So that's how he got involved. And he and Jeremy met, I guess. And he really liked the idea. And he ended up also scoring some of the music for it, which I read before watching the pilot. And so for a moment there, I got kind of excited. And I was like, oh, man, can't wait. Like, I'll really keep an ear out for some of the music in this show. I didn't really notice it at all. Like I didn't really pick up on. There was any... a couple uh, moments, but I think there was one that was like Andre Nicotino or something like that. There was some like actual like Bay Area rapper, and then there was a couple of a not more anonymous kind of mm. like rappers mm-hmm. on there. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like the more anonymous for me, I don't not knowing who that guy is, the more anonymous stuff is probably that guy. Northern Cali rap, like really, as Jordan was sort of saying, it really does have a specific sound. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
and and yeah so i i feel like they're like you know there's a mac dre poster in his wall as well as like a, a mac etc yeah with the, the <laughs> fictitious <laughs> rapper in it that's that's the v diggs the v diggs plays mac etc oh mm. okay mm-hmm. yeah so he he does cameo at like the very end of the episode he's a rapper who uh brandon michael hall meets up with but um yeah actually that brings us back to the like the plot of just the episode and I think structurally as a pilot, it, it does a lot of things right. Pilots can be kind of heavy handed because like there's so much exposition you got to get out of the way with like right away. And mm-hmm. they had this like news segment right off the rip with um, like Leah Michelle from Glee is in it. And she comments on how he's running for mayor and stuff. So they get a lot of that info out right away. But uh, act one finishes with he becomes the mayor and then all of a sudden he's got to like uh, rebuild this park or like clean yeah. this park that's part of the community and they do it basically overnight which yeah, I yeah, thought was yeah. so dumb definitely sitcom logic I made a note of that I'm like well, well first when, when we're introduced to the park um, he meets a kid who he ends up like enlisting to clean up the park and I made a note of another joke that I like where the kid is like or, or Courtney Rose is, says oh uh, I'm a rapper and the kid's like oh sick like Eminem, uh, who else? Like G's, Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah, and then and then Courtney Rose like, oh, that selection is a little problematic, which I thought I made a note of. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely sitcom logic because uh, later on when he's uh, debating David Spade's character, who is the um, the the rival candidate, the, they make a note of like how they've spent like twenty five years and this park hasn't been cleaned up. I'm like, guys, like this is maybe like. 500 square feet of park like this can uh-huh. be done in a yeah. night like and they do and they do it in one night <laughs> that's true i will say i did kind of like that they did it in one night even though you just pointed out a very big hole i i just liked it for having a, a nice tidy resolution of mm-hmm. like i'm never gonna watch another episode of this show <laughs> but but i like that i feel like i saw an arc completed you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> If if the arc wasn't completed, you would have to stay on for the entire season. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> What's how am I going to get a VPN so I can watch Hulu? You know? yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the entire show was the work sync. Like at the height of its popularity, they broke the bank to get work. Oh, that's right, Rihanna's mm, work. That's true. And if there's anything that I can take away from this viewing experience, it's just. I'm happy knowing that P&D got some royalties, you know? <laughs> it's, that, it's that Disney money, you know? Yeah. It's that ABC money. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely, it felt like a show that I think would have benefited from being on another network. Like, yes. I think that if it was on FX next to Dave and Atlanta and like, um, you know, that seems to be like a type of sitcom that they're kind of going for in mm-hmm. recent years. I think it would have sat nicely alongside shows like that, just like tonally, and they would have been able to make more mature jokes and maybe talk about mature themes too, in terms of like, you know, a mayor cleaning up his town. But because it was on ABC, it really had to be squeaky clean, which like just doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. for the character and the world that they inhabit, I think at least. But as soon as I thought that, I thought, well, no, you know what? On the other hand, it it is nice that I'm sure there are like some pretty young, like preteens out there who watch TV with their parents. And they're like, you know what? I actually do really like this show about this rapper and I like hip hop and it's something they can actually watch with their folks. And, you know, that's kind of nice too. So I I know I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, being a, a contrarian with myself here at this point, but I don't know. Those kids are playing Fortnite and writing racist comments on Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That situation you just described literally has not happened one time. Yeah, you're right. But uh, at least in the last 10 years. <laughs> you're telling me they don't want to tune. They don't want to tune into ABC and like listen to like a squeaky clean conscious rapper. Also, I love when they're, when his mom, Yvette Nicole Brown, is basically like, but like, think of like, Think of your bars, like think of like what you rap about. And then they basically like create him as a character as like a conscious rapper. And that made me think, that made me think like, who are some conscious rappers that you think could actually be a mayor of their town? Oh, oh yeah. Great question. Hmm. I mean, Taleb Kweli, I think was kind of trying to become that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scarface <laughs> yeah. ran for uh, mayor no? Really? Oh, he, you know, he ran for city council. City council. Oh, okay. Did he win yeah. or no? I don't think so. No. Killer Mike, obviously. He's like mm-hmm. a like Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like you kind of need like one of the things that Shad, 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 Shad. Yeah, he could. Shad. Be Shad's yes. a good call. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mayor love Shad. Mayor of Brampton. Mayor Kitchener. I think he's from Kitchener Waterloo, isn't he? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he could, that, yeah. He would, mm-hmm. that that seems to suit him. I, I, think, like I, don't, that, I don't. I don't know if he has Kitchener. I think he could do Toronto. Maybe Toronto. Maybe in the future. I don't know if, Kitch, if Kitchener. If he can handle Kitchener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Kitchener can handle him. Yeah. <laughs> I was because I, I mean that's one of the advantages he has is that uh, the mayor in this show has is like he is um it's like who knows how big this town is. Mm. If the thing they care the most about is that 500 square foot park, like is there like <laughs> you know a thousand people who live in this town, like. Mm-hmm. You need to find rappers who are from small towns, which there there aren't a lot of. Uh, I was reminded of uh, Rich Boy has a, had a mixtape called "Bigger Than the Mayor," uh, which was Rich Boy uh, for your listeners because this isn't catch up. I, they're not gonna. I'm not gonna presume they remember Rich Boy of Throw Some D's fame, but he was a, <laughs> a, a rapper from Alabama, circa 2007, who was kind of a one hit wonder. Uh, anyway, he had a, he had a mixtape called "Bigger Than the Mayor." He's from Mobile, Alabama. And he was inspired. I remember he was inspired to uh, name his mixtape this because he was talking to some kindergarten kids, and somehow <laughs> it came up in the conversation. I, I don't I have no idea how this all occurred, but somehow <laughs> it came up in the conversation that they knew who he was as kindergartners, but they didn't know who the mayor was. And I always that like I, I've always <laughs> thought about that story, and I was like, how many kindergartners in any place in the world know who the mayor is? Yeah, like how do they? They don't know yeah. who like anybody is. You know, they probably didn't know who he was, but they mm-hmm. like were told, yeah. and they could have a memory of at least like five minutes. No. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. I was like, I feel like that's that maybe this is how this story, this uh, show got made, because it's the only connection I've ever really made between like a rapper and a mayor before. You know, right? Well, so the the series creator, this guy Jeremy Bronson, he's also gone on record saying that the series was partially inspired by Donald Trump's 2016 victory. Just thinking about how a person <laughs> mm. c- could kind of treat an election as like a popularity contest in an effort to sort of promote themselves, and so he sort of like took that idea, and uh, I guess that's like part of what this is about. but uh you're right like i definitely like growing up in brampton like i never knew who the mayor was like until i was like probably a teenager and was allowed to vote for the first time and then i like googled that shit but um (laughs) it's definitely not something you like ever really think about as a kid yeah i don't know it's a funny that's like a funny part of the pitch i feel like is like who is this show exactly for like the intersection between municipal politics and rap like i don't know I I think it would have been better if it was like a washed up rapper. Yeah. In some respects, you know, I feel like getting like a, a middle aged guy to play that part, even though yeah. it's maybe a harder sell to like a, an NBC to get like to do something like that. That is a, mm-hmm. a funnier story to me, I think, even inherently. That's true. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess also marketing makes it that makes it a little trickier marketing because I'm sure that part of the thing is like, it's a rapper that'll appeal to young people. Yeah. But exactly. it's about. This is about city politics. That appeals to adults. We get everyone. (laughs) In fact, you get no one. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it also is, and and, uh, I'm going to bring it back to one of your guys' episodes, actually, of uh, Catch Up recently, the Kid Cudi episode. Um, There's a part where you guys were talking, I thought this was so funny, just about like, going to clubs in Toronto in like the early 2010s and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. there being dress codes and stuff and like requesting like cranked at by soldier boy <laughs> and then being like, nah. And like, yeah. um, rap is so mainstream now, but even as recently as like a few years ago, like at that time, it really wasn't. So mm-hmm. it does feel like this show is an effort on ABC's part to sort of capitalize on just how mainstream it's become. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the audience is like all these other people who are like, not, not like listeners of rap, but like mm-hmm. aware of it at least. And like, maybe they like comedies and like, they'll check it out, I guess. I mm-hmm. think that that's maybe what their intention was. Yeah, definitely a misplay. Like to Jordan's point, like in 2017, like kids are listening to like Migos and Future. Like they're not listening to, you know, conscious rap they're not listening to clipping like you know mm-hmm. um so yeah but but that's been an issue forever right like executive like middle-aged executives thinking they know what youth audiences want to listen to slash watch yeah yeah and i guess on another level it's like there there are there are kids listening to like clipping and like conscious rap sure. it's just yeah. it's just like 
if, if, if hip hop listeners make up, you know, if it's a hundred percent hip hop listeners, that's probably mm-hmm. like 25 or 30%, you know, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. the 70% are listening to Migos and like, mm-hmm. you know, whoever else. I'm imagining the show though. If one of the arcs is that he gets a Percocet addiction and it's just like, it's a really <laughs> different tone, you know, <laughs> on ABC. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> You got all these boomers Googling Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boomers know what Percocet are. Yeah, they know Percocet. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Fair enough, fair oh, yeah. Enough. They no, know what prescription drugs are. He's off that perp. He's like, I can't stop drinking the lean. <laughs> and it goes right into a pharmaceutical commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, have you seen The Mayor Season 3? It gets really dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually in the Breaking Bad universe. It's like all like a shared... <laughs> Aiden, your question earlier about like what rapper do you think could maybe be a mayor? It reminded me there's a clip of Two Chains on The View where he talks about how <laughs> he yeah. actually thought about running for mayor for um, College Park, Georgia. I guess is his hometown, and I don't know why, but one of the co-hosts on The View that day was uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um it's one of the cringiest things ever <laughs> two chains like keeps getting interrupted joy behar like makes a joke she like counts all his chains and is like oh you're wearing six you should be called six chains and he's just like sitting there taking it <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's one of the funniest things on the internet we'll play a, a clip right here yeah, maybe and, but, yeah. and play the edit of that video it's like a everything is terrible slash like style edit of it and there's yeah. just like a loop of whoopee just shouting chains and it gets me every time it gets me whoopee just refers to him as chains the entire interview is funny hey. This is like such a sidetrack, like feel free to cut this out, Dan, but my favorite uh, hip hop, the view moment is when Wayne came on for Rebirth, he was promoting (laughs) Rebirth. And it's him playing the prom queen uh, for the view audience. And if you like, if you imagine in your head, like how confused the audience of the view would be, like watching Lil Wayne's like rock revival album, it's that. It's exactly that. And it's worth, it's just worth a Google because it's, I, I think I Google it like at least once a year. It just is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to play the, your annual uh, Google right here. <laughs> Maybe we'll drop it in. Here to perform Prom Queen from his upcoming album, Rebirth. Please welcome back the incredible Lil Wayne. So, uh, I, again, uh, chose this episode not really knowing anything about it, but figuring it would be uh, a good way for us to sort of come together, you know, with our uh, respective fields of expertise or whatever. And the other thought I had uh, upon reflecting upon that a bit more, wow, I'm phrasing this. Just so <laughs> it's all good. But um, I have to ask you guys about Kanye and his 2020 campaign. We're yeah. talking about rappers and politics. This was inescapable. Yeah. And in advance of this episode, I re-listened to your Why Do So Many Rappers Like Trump episode, in mm-hmm. which you guys already kind of chat about it. But since then, have your opinions changed? Like, uh, how do we feel about Kanye in 2021? Yeah, I'm volunteering for the 2024 campaign already. <laughs> I've been getting emails. I just really put a lot of thought into it. And after what happened with the last election... <laughs> I just think that we need, you know, a new leader. And I think that it's yay. If you think of all the things he's pioneered, 
um, tight jeans for men, <laughs> for black men specifically, in the 2000s. Um, Yeezy sneakers, the high fashion stuff. Like, he's really a pioneer, and I feel like he can do it in the political space. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, what more can be said other than that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I think like with Con- where Kanye's at now, like, I don't know, he's getting divorced, which I feel like would it have happened if he had won? Probably not. Uh, you know, I don't Kim know. Kardashian would want to be first lady, I think. So mm-hmm. that's sad. That's sad that he lost and then. They got. They broke up. Do you think that she waited just to make sure, like, you know, because they were going, they've been on the rocks for a while. She wanted to. Yeah. She wanted to see how the election went, just in case. I feel like she probably waited to not tor- to not like affect, you know, yeah. <laughs> torpedo his like to not like make that a conversation while he's like on the on the uh, on the presidential trail. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? True. Yeah. They start asking him about all this like divorce stuff. It, it like, I mean, you know, who knows. On, on a serious note, I, I really hope he stops trying to do the political thing because mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, oh man. I think the last thing America needs is for more celebrities to try and run for public office, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people say that whatever, like career politicians are just as bad, but I think I would rather somebody who understands a bit of the bureaucracy than somebody who's going to fly in on a motorcycle and try and like mm-hmm. send it all, like turn it all upside down. Like, you know, I... I think I, in this case, I'm willing to trust the system a little more than I, I trust an outsider. I made a note during the show. I'm like, this is what the right thinks like the Justice Democrats are doing in the U.S. Like they're like plucking people out of obscurity that have like a political ambition, but they're like of the people. And this is like sounds like what the criticism of like the right would be like, what's next? Like you're going to like take a rapper and put them in politics. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in regards to like the Kanye thing, like. You guys telling me that you didn't find Kanye making a, a, a hologram of his wife's dead father, like a super romantic gesture. You didn't think that was like a really nice like thing to do. I just think that's really funny. And I kind of support that. <laughs> that's just like a good bit. You know, yeah, a good bit. <laughs> I miss you. But I love my son-in-law. I must say. I must say I love that man. Oh, my God. Uh, graduation? Have you listened to graduation? It's <laughs> <laughs> honestly terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I 2020 saw a lot of terrifying things, but I think that was the scariest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we stop with holograms just in general? Like, holograms of dead people on, like, Coachella stages and people's birthdays that needs to stop but what about hologram calls you're telling me aiden if i called you tomorrow with like a hologram call you wouldn't pick up because you're afraid of holograms if it was robert kardashian i wouldn't pick up no but what if it was like in star wars where they got those little discs and it was just like my head popping oh i see you saying okay that's kind of cool that's pretty dope that's pretty dope personally (laughs) i hear you uh about them not on birthdays or at coachella i think they should just be in our life a lot more like, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just walk into a store and there should be, I don't know, like Paris Hilton in hologram form, <laughs> you know, maybe sing- singing Stars Aren't Blind, you know, just that kind of thing. I want that wow. in my daily life. That song goes, I'm not going to lie. It does. Celebrities <laughs> yeah. everywhere, uh, just in hologram form. And, you know, I just don't feel like it's the future until we have holograms as a regular part of daily life. And if we're not <laughs> going into the future, it means that time isn't progressing, which is a scary thought in and of itself. So The back half of this podcast is just all about how we want holograms. Yeah. <laughs> also, since we just brought up Paris Hilton's uh, Stars Are Blind, Aiden recently put me back on to uh, Rumors by Lindsay Lohan, which Ooh. is... Uh, I remember that one. Also a great track. Just had to sort of point that out. <laughs> also written by a member of the Jackson 5, lest we forget. Wow, wow. really? Mm-hmm. Who? Wow. I can't remember. Definitely a lesser Jackson 5 member. I p- apologies to the Jacksons. Let me see. Um. <laughs> It'd be funny if you were like, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, have you guys heard of this guy, Mike Jackson? Uh, let me see. Uh, and please, Dan, keep all of this waiting in as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm just looking up the other sort of like fun facts I had written down about this show. 
There aren't many. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is one of those shows where uh, Aiden and I, we've been doing this since like the fall and we've watched a whole variety of things. And often the shows where they're like so bad, they're good. Like the shows that are absolute train wrecks. Those are the episodes of the podcast where we actually stay on track and talk about the show for the entire duration of the podcast. The shows that are just like kind of boring, but not awful. Those are the shows where we get totally off track because there's just not much to talk about. It's just kind of a boring network sitcom. That's it. Yes, exactly. I feel like that's probably the issue with a show like this, though, is that you you can't probably actually fuck it up if you just uh, go for it and like hope and kind of like let it be messy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If the biggest danger in making a show about like this is that it's over over sanitized, you know, mm-hmm. it has sort of a lifeless indistinct feel to it. Cause like, I feel mm-hmm. like with the two bit, like things that are like so bad, they're good. That's, that's like kind of like they did something. It wasn't what they intended, but they actually did something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it has something distinct about it. It's not, it's not what it was intended, but it is at least of note. Like this show it's amazing to me that the show even got nine episodes, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it's just not, I can't imagine someone tuning in the, for the second week. Like it's, it's really of that kind of caliber of like you watch, I would imagine the type of person who would watch this, they sit down, they watch a bunch of something like they watched like a few hours of television, especially like new television. And mm-hmm. like, how would, what, how would you remember to watch this the next week? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like this is a show that would survive in the like mid two thousands when you when you don't when you don't have choice you know when it's like I would I would have watched every episode of this show in the mid two thousands and would have been excited every week for the next episode. That's true. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, I found out who it is who wrote Rumors or who co-wrote Rumors um, by Lindsay Lohan. It's the son of Tito Jackson. Wow, that's that's amazing. T.J. Jackson. T.J. Jackson. Yep. Wow. I was going to bet if it was going to be the son of anyone in the Jacksons, I'd have been, I thought it would have thought it was Your Majesty. Oh, I forgot about Your <laughs> <Yeah>. Majesty. <laughs> or, or Blanket, you know? I just really <laughs> wanted to say Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Your Majesty. That's insane. What a name. Okay, well, well, since there isn't really much uh, else to say about uh, <laughs> the mayor, unfortunately... I do want to talk to you guys about another show I know you guys have seen because you've talked about it and that I almost suggested we cover for this show, Rhythm and Flow on Netflix, because I, I'm i fascinated by it. I, I binged it when it came out. I don't think that it was a success because does anyone care about D-Smoke? Like, is oh, apparently the Grammys do. Really? First of all, a lot of you, a lot of people do. And second of all, I didn't watch the show. James, I think, did you watch it? No, no. Okay, oh. I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Okay, I'm getting you guys confused with like a post in Boosie Fade then. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I think, yeah, there was a big post in Boosie Fade about it. But um, he's doing exceptionally well. He's yeah, doing so he well, well that everyone's like, and they, you know, they might be right. They're like, this is a plant. Like they planned this all along. Like, that's what everyone's saying about him because that's how well he's doing. He's wow. Grammy nominated. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. I am yeah. absolutely eating my words right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But but I don't think anybody else from the show is doing anywhere near as well as he is. But it also helps that he's like Sir's brother. Like he's he's in it already, you know? Like he's in the yeah. game already. He's connected to TDE. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's not much of a surprise. It just seemed like... I don't know. Is that it seemed like a format from a, a bygone era, like mm-hmm. um, like American Idol, you know, mm-hmm. like um, America's Got Talent, like uh, that classic type of, uh, you know, talent show, whatever it may be. The voice. They're out there. I thought it was cool that they had like, I guess, arguably Chance the Rapper is like, yes, yeah, still very much relevant. Obviously, Cardi B is. More than anything, I thought the judges were really impressive. Uh, I thought that was like a really big reason to tune in. That kept me watching. Is like I just I kept wanting to like see how they would react to shit. But um, I don't know that you can make a second season of that. I don't know. Or I don't know if they will. I was just really curious. But you guys haven't seen it, I guess. So <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think like Jordan's point about the show and like the timing of it. I think that that extends to rhythm and flow. Mm-hmm. as well a little bit that like if that show had come out 
10 years ago even i mean they kind of did like there were obviously there have been versions of it mm-hmm. like making the band and, and the white rapper show the white rapper show all that kind of thing but this one really was like i think the first one that was at least since making the band that had a really contemporary feel to it um mm-hmm. so if say 10 years ago you had i don't know like uh big boy uh Nicki minaj and like j cole on as judges though i feel like that would be sort of like the equivalent of the time that w- oh, and that yeah. would have been a huge cultural touchstone mm-hmm. you know what massive I mean? yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like now it it's like kind of amazing that it's that frankly jordan and i haven't watched it you know what i mean like back <laughs> then it would have been a must watch in some respects but it's like yeah. it shows sort of how much content there is even just in 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 for like rap rap fans in television like i mean it's you mentioned dave and atlanta earlier like Mm -hmm. those shows were kind of inconceivable once upon Mm -hmm. a time that there could ever be like the like the ethos of contemporary hip-hop on or even frankly any (laughs) hip-hop like that (laughs) that, like actually like shows that got it right um yeah were actually be on TV. It's like it's similar as you say, like the thing about old nightclubs where you would we've talked about on the, on our pod about how you were begging to hear hip hop at the club or whatever, and like it's a similar kind of thing. You know, I think like the standards, the reason why the mayor doesn't work, the reasons why rhythm and flow isn't as big a deal is that like the standards have gotten higher as as hip hop has mainstreamed. You know, we're not begging for scraps anymore. Yeah, for sure. I think that also hip hop specifically in a scripted format is really hard to nail Mm -hmm. because it takes a team of creatives who know what it's actually like in real life to sort of create a fictional version of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I know, I, I know that this show wasn't successful in that respect, Mm um, you don't even really hear him rap in this show, uh, yeah. which is interesting. I think I, one thing I was thinking about when I was watching this, too, is there there haven't been too many shows that definitely shows that I have like I haven't been able to think of off the dome that are that exist in the music world that have done well. Like there haven't mm-hmm. been shows about we, we, we watched Vinyl, which was an HBO show that had all the mm-hmm. makings of a successful show. Like you have Martin Scorsese producing it. You have this you know, really high profile cast and that didn't do well. It's really tough to emulate what makes the industry interesting and what makes, you know, particular genres interesting in certain eras of music interesting in a television format. Like it's really hard to kind of capture the magic of like what makes, you know, 70s rock and roll cool or what makes, you know, the current hip hop climate cool. Like, I don't know. It's just, it seems like the platform or the medium is, um, it's a really hard sell to kind of tell the story of, you know, the music industry or, or a music story. Like, whereas like movie biopics, I think are a perfect, you know, vehicle to tell a story. It's, it's just tougher to, I don't know, to do it on TV, at least from, from what I've seen. I think part of it is the talent, to be honest, like musicians, like part of the reason we like musicians and, and, you know, rappers especially are indicative of this is like, they're, they're, gravitas right like to i mean the the lead character actually does kind of have enough gravitas to pull off a rapper it's just he isn't like written especially like vividly as one but like he could like you can actually kind of see it if it was written slightly differently that he would be kind of compelling as that but i feel like the thing is like okay so uh we had what a i was thinking there's the get down that was like a hip-hop oh yeah right show uh, I, I enjoyed that show. Yeah, it was all right. And there was obviously Empire, uh, which was feels like that's a, right. A, like it's sort of like a funny contrast with this show, right? Because it's like go, it's like whereas this show is like the ha- most happy go lucky sort of depiction on rap, yeah, uh, uh, probably on television of ever. Like Empire was like dialing up the salaciousness and the drama, you know, yeah. to like to eleven, and that was ultimately much more interesting, even if it was like very melodramatic and over the top at times like (laughs) totally it was just more enjoyable because it was more everything 
That first year of Empire, oh, that first year of Empire, man, you had to be there, dog. <laughs> yeah. You had to be there. It was like so exciting. Every week, I, like, I knew so many people that we like couldn't wait to watch Empire and fucking talk about it the next day, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and you know what? And in the early seasons of Empire, the music is like really bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> but it gets better. I think season three or so, I think it's like it, the music gets like significantly better. Mm hmm. I didn't. I didn't follow it that long. I gotta say, I lost it in season two. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the, what the shift was. It was like I, I. I know Timbaland did the music, and then it was uh, Dark Child. Rodney Jenkins did it, mm-hmm. and I don't know wh- whose era was which. Timbaland was first, I think. Yes, and I think that was during uh, when he was like struggling with like. Uh, he definitely wasn't doing sh- any of that. That was an intern handling that. Yeah, those emails true, for sure. True. True. And he was like probably going on one of those like musiclicense.com kind of kind of things like yeah. yeah these are some Timberland beats uh and like <laughs> no, one, no one knew any different you know he looked up he going to YouTube Timberland style beat you know like and then they shit those over um yeah that that and that like but that like at the time that was okay because that was as good as we'd kind of as we'd known it it wouldn't that wouldn't fly now Right. It was like, mm-hmm. it was just even so exciting to see like that much sort of acting talent together. I felt like this show yeah. kind of could have almost had that, but again, it was just so lightweight. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think this, this might be a fun exercise then to just sort of tie everything together. Let's mood board what we would want out of like the ideal fictionalized either comedy slash drama about a rapper or like about hip hop. Yeah. Were they become so, the mayor or no? Let's start with, let's start with an, uh, so we'll, we'll start broad and then, and then like narrow in what network would you, would you want to see it? So on? It, it'd be on FX. You would get Donald Glover, someone like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Lakeith right. Sanfield, you know that guy? That guy <laughs> was fantastic. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's uh, Brian Tyree? What's that guy's name? He was in uh, Beale Street Street and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I guess that just saves us from having to do, yeah, all of that. You're right. Atlanta is, Atlanta's fantastic. It really is. And, um, it's 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 coming back, right? It's not it over. is. It, it is. is. I don't think I don't. I can't tell if they've started filming it yet. I think they have. There's a, okay, I would hope so. At this point, they have. Yeah. Um, but they they really got delayed by the, the by COVID shutdowns. Yeah. And they're filming two seasons at once, so we're definitely going to get the second season right after the next one in an mm. appropriate time period. Yes. And I guess that'll be a nice tidy ending. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I I I feel like uh, beyond Atlanta, which is probably impossible to beat. I mean, yeah, FX is obviously a good channel for it. Um, I mean, I kind of like if like I guess I'm just fixated on the mayor, but I like the mayor. But you get someone like well, E40, too short. Oh, that's good. You know, that's like, good. That's someone good. like that who actually has sort of like a mayoral thing. And, yeah. and, yeah. and like, I feel like that would be really compelling actually seeing someone like that who has had, who has like the gravitas and who has like, yeah. you know, and even if they it, kind of to like actually sort of twist it and make it maybe more, honestly more like Trump is like, make it like they're doing this, not as like, a, as starting out as like a, as a, um, you know, as a promotional stunt or whatever, but then they get it and they're actually like kind of good at it or at least good at it on their terms. Like in the way that Trump was effective Mm. at being Trump, E40 has been a success, like was independent all throughout his entire career has made a ton of money off being like kind of like a C level in terms of fame rapper. You know, he's had his moments where he's like risen into the mainstream and then rescinded. Like he's, so someone like that, that like actually taking the concept seriously enough, I think mm. there's, there is, it's not like it's impossible. There aren't legs there. I think it's just, it's like, you know, when, when you, when you kind of like actually don't make it him a rapper, you know what I mean? Like when he isn't yeah. really that substantial of a character, he's kind of just this like plucky charismatic guy, you know, like with not like one of the things about rappers is that they have really fleshed out 
care like personas as characters you know and if yeah. they don't mm-hmm. they're not successful like mm-hmm. i could almost i could almost see that also as like an amc drama like mm-hmm. almost in the same way that like breaking bad with walter white was really just like a character study mm-hmm. and like really just like this crazy character arc mm-hmm. if he had e40 becoming the mayor but you're right he like really grows into it Mm -hmm. but then also maybe becomes like a corrupt mayor yeah like that could be like a really crazy like fun drama i mean for example like he definitely i mean most rappers have some most like street rappers do actually have some connection to the streets but there's a story of that about e40 and notorious big where big was performing in oakland uh around the time of like the tupac beef and like uh they were like going out to their like van or tour bus or whatever and then the parking lot he got surrounded like big got surrounded in the parking lot by all these guys in cars pulling up popping the trunks and like pulling out guns and basically because tupac was originally from before he signed with death row he hung out in oakland and had like deep ties there um and basically big had to just talk his way out of e40 and his goons not killing him so um holy shit Whoa. yeah so e40 like has definitely you know i'm sure he has managed them very strategically because he's a very smart guy you know uh and he's a, sort of a local legend but like that kind of thing that kind of story being in an in the origin is very interesting for a, a mayor especially with how corrupt politics are i mean the, that you know I think that's sort of the failing of a show like this is is that there really, it it's dumb in some sense as the as the premise is if you actually try and take it seriously for a moment and you know about these worlds sufficiently you can imagine an interesting version mm-hmm. you know what I yeah mean? you know so <laughs> you want like the rapper version of like Rob Ford or someone exactly like that. <laughs> just like... exactly. <laughs> E40 would be a way better mayor than Rob Ford would That's be. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. I Absolutely can say that true. with the utmost certainty. <laughs> Man, you know, you know what? I I really need to watch that uh, that Hulu Wu Tang show. Is it the? Oh yeah. Is that the the saga continues or whatever it's called? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. People really liked it from what I saw, like, yeah. and what I heard, and it has a really good cast. Like Shamik Moore is in it, mm-hmm. and like. Right. Ashton Sanders and people like that. Dave East. Right. <laughs> Dave East plays Method Man. That's really? <laughs> that, yeah, that's amazing. That's just yeah. good casting. Anyway. That's actually a good point. I would say that I, if I were going to do it, I would just get all young rappers to play like all the characters. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I think fun. that's like, that's the move. Mm-hmm. Dave East's Method Man is an amazing casting though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That makes yeah, me want to watch that show now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys like, and I know this is only just kind of like tangentially related, but did you guys like Straight Outta Compton when it came oh, out? Oh, yeah. The movie? I loved it. I did. I loved it too. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It's cool, right? Other yeah, than the Dr. It. Dre, like, uh, like sort of self mythologizing part where right. he was like yeah. beating up supervillains and stuff, like, mm-hmm. uh, everything else was amazing. I remember a tweet from when that movie came out that was like, it might even have been Willie Staley, where he was like, and Dr. Dre shows up to the Berlin Wall. He's like, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, sort of as we wrap up the episode, I think that that brings us to a segment that we do in every episode of Bad Pilots called The Price is Bad, in which we have Aiden and our special guests, in this case, Guess the tomato meter score for the show that we just watched. Mm. So, Aiden, what you got? I'm going to lock in with my guess. I'm going to say, again, I didn't hate this show. I don't think people hated this show. I just think people didn't tune in. So I'm going to say 55%. Okay, okay, gotcha. Jordan, what do you think? Let's say 33%. Ooh. 33, damn. All right, mm. James. Uh, I'm going to, like, I think it's probably not below 33%, so I'm going to go uh, 67%. That's not hard to get a good score as a, as a TV show um, on <laughs> tomatoes.com. So, I, yeah. Guys, I, I think this might be the highest rated show we've ever covered on this no. podcast. It has a certified fresh tomato meter score of 81%. Oof. Then again, we, we did only watch the pilot. 
Fair. Yeah. It could have gotten better. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's maybe some of the storylines you suggested actually happened in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Maybe they have that whole episode about the E40 Biggie situation. Yeah, maybe. They might. <laughs> we'll never know because none of us are going to stick with this show. So. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, the audience score was 59%. Mm, so critics wow. enjoyed it much more than audiences. Mm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. Perfect. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Aiden, any thoughts? Yeah, again, I just want to give a big shout out to Party Next Door for, you know, raking in those royalties for the big work sync. Other than that, you guys don't need to watch this show. I mean, we talked about it for an hour. If you've stuck with us for an hour, you already know you need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's my closing statement. Fair enough, Jordan. I think Aiden really nailed it. Uh, I will say, I'm, uh, it's a shame the show was canceled. I'm happy that the actors get to go on to other projects, though. Mm, yes. Great point. Yeah, great point. good point. Strong cast, strong cast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just want to say that I think I've always thought that someday Jordan might run for mayor in Toronto, uh, <laughs> and I hope that actually happens. I because I think it would look somewhat similar to this show, which you know, wow. is pretty pretty stable compared to a lot of mayorships. I appreciate that. It, it'll it'll have to be when like when everyone has so many skeletons in their closet. <laughs> Rob Ford was our mayor, Jordan. He man, man. Yeah. In You're right. I retract that. I retract wow. that. <laughs> You're good. I would vote for you. Yes. Yeah. Everyone would vote for him. Of course, he would win. Jordan would win. You would. You would. Wow. Yeah. I think. Well, I think I found my campaign manager. All right, well, wrapping it up, just wanted to thank the Boosie Fade boys, Jordan and James, once again, for being on the podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can absolutely catch them at Catch Up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's out there, guys. If you like hip-hop, I really urge you to check it out. It's a lot of fun. You'll learn something. You'll have fun. You'll pretend like you've made new friends. That's what <laughs> I've been doing all, all quarantine. So there you go. And also, if you like this podcast, if you've been enjoying Bad Pilots, please give us a, a nice rating on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify. Tweet at us if you have any suggestions. If you have a, a friend of yours who's a big TV nerd like us, let them know that this is a thing we're doing. Uh, it, it all really matters to us and, and it helps out. So we really appreciate every little bit. So thank you guys for that. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I'm going to give it to Aiden because at the last few, having edited the last few episodes, Aiden's always left, left us with like one really great final gem. So Aiden, you want to, you want to send us out? Yeah, guys, I just found the official soundtrack to the show. I think it's under something called the big day. So if you guys want to listen to the official soundtrack <laughs> of this show, check out the big day. Thanks guys. We love you. Wow. Wow.